Hello, welcome to Netflix Land Phil, uh, the world's leading Adam Sandler cult of personality podcast. My name is Benjamin Sutton. I'm Rob Flood. You were pretty fucking off it there. You took like a what? second to reply. Oh, it's a dramatic pause. Uh, oh, I've, I've, been taking, I've been taking acting lessons. Something that can't be said for uh, Adam Sandler in this film. I'll tell you that much. Boom. But, We've yes. already sniped him. Take that, you uh, fucking millionaire. Exactly. <laughs> Multi-millionaire. You fucking getting, getting paid untold amounts of money to just, oh man, just go to beautiful places, make dog shit films. Support your friends and family. Fuck. Yeah. His wife's in this. And we see her nipples. And he's just like, yeah, just my wife walking around with her nipples out. And then yeah. I get a fucker in a tent, probably. I don't know. I no. don't know what happened in this No, film. well, explicitly in this film. So, The Ridiculous Six, explicitly, he does not fuck his wife. His wife is uh, never wears bra. Uh, as in playing a Native American, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, like she's the non-romantic character. So he was like, cast her as like, "Hey, honey, can you star in my film? Can you play a, a minor role in my film?" The joke is, I don't want to fuck you. Yeah, can you which you have, that? you, you have to, fuck to respect. Me? Yeah, kind of. It is. Uh, can you wear just like? A little bit of sort of tinged makeup and say you want to fuck me and I'll say no. No, I don't. And uh Yeah, I wonder I wonder if that is supposed to be a bit of a meta joke. Like, oh it's his wife, but he doesn't want to like have anything to do with her, or if if that's just beyond him. Or like that's beyond that's too much effort and caring. Yeah. I'm on um, Jackie Sandler's IMDb now, and um, her first like credit is in Big Daddy, an Adam Sandler film. <laughs> she just plays waitress. So clearly, all that ha- she got either she met Adam Sandler before then, it was just like, oh yeah, I'll put you in my film, or she's just like, hey, it's my first role, I'm just playing this waitress, and Adam Sandler's like, I'm gonna fuck her. And I'm gonna put it in all my films. <laughs> I don't a, like. I don't think there's a there's anything on here that isn't like affiliated with Adam Sandler at all. Yeah, I, my I would have guessed maybe like she was an actress and just like met on her first film, met Adam Sandler her first film. I I was just guessing that's like because Adam Sandler he fills all of these roles with his friends. Like, why not fill a role with your wife? Uh, you know? Yeah, it genu- genuinely, it could have been, like, this girl he was going out with that he just put in his film. What? There's there's so much to talk about with Adam Sandler's wife, because she just appears... I, I do wonder where they met. Who knows? Going to the backstory of where they met. Uh... uh. Oh, no, she, uh, no, so she knew Rob Schneider and started acting in, she had a role in, uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah, but that, that was after Big Daddy. Supposedly, they, they met 
this says they met on the set of Big Daddy, which was her this first said, film. They said, yeah, it's that she met Adam Sandler. But she, so Rob Schneider introduced her to Adam Sandler. Mm, so yeah. yes, so what you said was one hundred percent correct. That <laughs> she got a role in the in Big Daddy probably because he wanted to fuck her and then started fucking her and now they're married and now she's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. What's it? Oh fucking hell! I w- imagine just marrying into Adam Sandler wealth. Oh. <laughs> Is this an option for men? He's got three daughters, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Mm. I think only daughters. Yeah. Adam Sandler, daughters. Here we go. Mm, they look very young. We'll wait. We can yeah. wait for them. Listen, man, after that cuties review, <laughs> people are on our case, man. <laughs> people are on our case. We shouldn't. <laughs> we should. We definitely shouldn't imply that we want to. But I would like. I mean, for the money, I'd wait. Fuck yeah, for like, the money. He's just. We're not gonna have sex with them. That'd be disgusting. No, no that would. That would, no, that would be literal child abuse. But well, I'm, I'm, we're gonna wait till they're eighteen. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're you're just looking at them now, and you're just like, no. When this hits at eighteen, it's still gonna be too disgusting for me. Uh, yeah, you're going to look at them and be like, he's look a lot like Adam Sandler. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. The poor, poor whoever, the poor man, men who marry these girls. Yeah, what if, like, they just meet someone who's never heard of Adam Sandler and then, you know, falls in love and then, like, a year into the relationship, be like, what well, my, my dad's, like, a, a famous movie star. And it's like, yeah. all right, put on one of his films, and it's like Little Nicky or something, or Jack <laughs> and Jill. Jill. <laughs> and all exactly. he sees. And you're just looking at Jill, and then you turn beside you, and you're like, fuck, this is what I've married. Yeah. Or it gives uh, you a Pavlovian response where you watch like just like Adam Sandler films, and you can't not get hard ons watching Adam Sandler oh, films. God. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> coming in your trousers whenever you flick on uh, pixels or whatever. Yeah, oh man. What, what a horrible way to live. <laughs> you just did a counselling session being like, oh, how, how can I help? Every time I see Adam Sandler's face I get an erection. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, I can't stop it, but I can teach you to learn to live with it. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's not good enough. Because you can't, uh, you can't get away from it. Now he's got the Netflix deal. There'll be no way got, of like, if you just yeah, got a Netflix subscription, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's promised to make uh, the world's shittest film now. Oh man! So I'm, I'm so excited. I hope he fulfills that promise. Like, it'd be incredible. Because uh, again, so this is our second Adam Sandler film. That eventually, I'm sure we'll get to actually talking about the plot. Um, well, interesting first... is this our, our first film we, we're talking about with Adam Sandler? In? Yes, so it's our second Happy Madison film. Uh, and so we talked about it before, but the thing that always amazes me about Adam Sandler is that he 100% knows how to be funny. Like, you watch him in interviews, he's very, he's very funny. He's genuinely a genuinely funny guy. He's stand-up, he did 
um, 100% fresh. A really good stand-up uh, special. Uh, yeah. Like, like, I thought yeah. it was very good. I thought it was real fucking good. For Adam Sandler especially. <laughs> Maybe I'm just amazed. Like, holy fuck. That's a, a punchline that makes sense. Yeah, well, you're, you know, we, we know your taste in stand-up with Adam Sandler and Roy Chubby Brown. Exactly. <laughs> uh, just any musical comedian who mentions the word pussy at any point, that is, uh, that, 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 that's the only through line I see between Adam Sandler and Roy Chubby Brown. Um, but, I think, like, if, if he released a comedy film you know, a scripted comedy film of the standard of 100% fresh, it would be good. Like, it would be legitimately, like, at the very least, decent decent to, like, you know, watchable to good. Uh, he just does not give a fuck, though, you can, which is, I respect so much. Like, yeah, just... you, can, you can tell with these films, because they, they just do a first draft. It's clearly him and whoever he's writing it with they just like bosh out the script they have fun writing it yeah and they just like that'll do i'm sure those writers rooms are fucking hilarious they've been amazing i'm I'm sure like when someone says you know and then the then the donkey has diarrhea all over the wall behind him (laughs) i guarantee when that comes out like that was that's legitimately funny and you're laughing and just like there's an energy in that room i i'm sure like i have very little doubt that um yeah like it's like they're just trying to make each other laugh yeah i think and it goes into the film and it never works <laughs> like there's all there's always like the occasional bit that shines through like there's, there, there's yeah, it, even in like the shit ones i think there's there's always going to be some kind of like redeeming joke just because they do yes. like adam sandler can write good jokes yes Jack and Jill, I don't think there is. I think that's like the bottom, bottom barrel of Adam Sandler. Ridiculous Six, uh, a, a, a comedic western starring, you know, a, a, a cast of Adam Sandler's friends and cameos and a little bit star-studded at points, the people in the film. Yeah, it's like... Um... It's got a huge cast of like, really, like. Is yeah, I mean, like, there are definitely like sort of washed up fucking failures in it. Like, um, is it is it Taylor Lautner? Yeah, well, Taylor Lautner is just interesting. Yeah, but, the like, guy from Lost. Uh, but then there's like Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, actual, actual actor. Actual actor, Will Forte. Actual person. Actual actor. Harvey Keitel. Uh, Nick Nolte. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Well, Steve... I mean, what is Steve Buscemi's relationship with Adam Sandler? Where Steve Buscemi's just done some incredible films. um, And now he's here. Which is, like, impressive for a weird-looking guy in Hollywood, you know, considering we know how the system pushes guys like that down. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, they haven't even please I've, I've sent i've sent off my headshots to so many uh so many casting directors not even a call back yeah so uh, he's gotta have oh shit i didn't know this mark twain's in the film 
Do you know who he's played well, by? Yes, yeah, it's played by uh, Vanilla Ice. I didn't know that until yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. So this is the and then also Vanilla Ice is also in the wrong Missy in the yeah, extended. He, uh, yes, he plays himself in that. I didn't realize it was Mark Twain as Vanilla Ice, but yeah, like um, yeah, Steve Buscemi and Chris Parnell. There's like Ooh. actors here who yeah. could be above this. There's also Nick Schwartzen and David Spade. Yeah, and all those people. Uh, Norm Macdonald, who, who I love as a he's he's the guy he's uh, he, he's just like uh, he has, he's just in a room with two prostitutes that he has a single line like I don't know what it is just something not funny, uh, but. He 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 also collects checks from Adam Sandler every so often. He he's probably the only he is the most talented person in the if you maybe discount Adam Sandler himself, I don't know, like if you want to count him. Of the people who like get repeatedly hired by Adam Sandler, he's probably he's up there as the most talented. Um but he also has like severe gambling problems so i guess that's why <laughs> that's why yeah normally if you if you see like um big actors doing shit stuff it's because re- they've, is- they've lost money in some terrible investment like nick cage had like just a horrible like housing portfolio um the reason why kevin bacon does the ee adverts is because he lost like loads of money in a pyramid scheme, I think. Yeah. So there's probably there might be a fair whack of that that a lot of like Steve Buscemi just lost loads of money and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Terry Crews is in this as well. That's another guy who's. Yeah, Terry Crews. Like, good. He's, yeah, he's a, a nice guy. Uh, yeah, he comes across as nice, uh, and he has like a consistent role in fucking. Was it Brooklyn? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, people that like must, that. That must pay well. Like, uh, yeah. oh, and he hosts American He's Got Talent. He must be fucking so rich. Um, he must very much not need this. Yeah, you'd expect so. Same with Luke Wilson, yeah. surely. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe people, maybe like it's just a check and for a lot of people. And it's like, yeah, it's it recording is finished in like. A week, you're on set for a week. You're in a nice place. Yeah, fuck it. Like, even if you aren't poor, who cares? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. It's like um, the last two or three that Terry Crews and um, Luke Wilson only come in probably like halfway through the film. Yeah, and it's just like and Luke Wilson has very very little. And I'm sorry, and Terry Crews probably. They yeah, they really probably don't. Yeah, it's like, probably only Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler that were there for like of the ridiculous six that were there. Maybe Taylor Lautner as well. Yes, they were there for like most of it. So yeah, so I mean, the plot is that um, Adam Sandler was um, uh, mother his his mother was murdered and his father abandoned him with a a a Native American tribe, a group of Injuns. And um, he grew up there. And uh, the father comes back and says, like, oh, um, uh, 
he's dying and that uh, he's amassed a, a fortune of $50,000 and has buried it in a meadow. But then uh, a, a group of uh, banditos, I believe is the term, uh, led by uh, Danny Trejo, uh, also like good actor sort of you know like i know he's fantastic but he's in he's in a lot of shit he definitely has money um they come and they kidnap the father and adam sanders like oh i need to i need to get him back and uh along the way he meets uh five uh half brothers so or step brothers i suppose that his his father the joke is that, like, oh, the father, um, like, went around and fucked everything he saw. And, uh, yeah, and so he has many, many brothers. He has a, a, a Mexican brother, played by the decidedly not Mexican Rob Schneider. <laughs> uh, there's um, a, a stupid... A, a, a mentally challenged brother played can, by Taylor Lautner. You can, you can say is... it, Rob. You can say the words <laughs> that I say. <laughs> I, can, I can say what? <laughs> why, why, why do you, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have another mentally challenged. But like, that's one thing that gets me. It's that they couldn't think of... They have the, the five brothers and they couldn't think of like a role for each of the five of them. So you just had two. Let's just have two, like, disabled <laughs> ones. Just absolute fucking morons. <laughs> like, yeah. Eh, eh. Um, then, and then the the other two, the, yeah, the other two were um, Lou Wilson, who was Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard. Bush clearly wasn't very good at it. And then uh, Terry Crews, who's he's he's just a piano player in a bar, um, and the, the the joke is, oh, he's he's black. <laughs> but that's the, uh, that's I think my favorite joke in the film. <laughs> yeah, like Where, it, actually, their, their dad's white, is... and he's like, just just like bring it up by the way, just in case it puts any of you off. I'm actually half black, whilst Terry Crews is like an incredibly black man. I I found that I yes. think that's a good scene. Although weird, that, that is that is actually fun. Yeah, like it, 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 it's it's that kind of like it is it's it's dumb humor. Like it is really really dumb humor, and that but it, it kind of works and it's funny. Um, that was probably one moment. There was this random baseball scene that like isn't doesn't have anything to do with anything. But it's um, the the I suppose like the inventor of baseball, like uh, explaining the rules of baseball. But he's he's basically cheating the entire time. Where it's like, oh, if uh, like oh, I can run to the base. But you said you have to hit the ball before you go to the base. No, it's called stealing and that sort of thing. And um, that I found that funny, even though I think it's probably just like a sketch or something. That's yeah, that, that you could cut that out of the film, and it, be... yeah, it had nothing to do with anything. It's I mean, you could cut a lot out of this film. It's two hours. And, yeah, uh... but that that especially it was like such a weird 
yes. detour that I don't I don't know why it was in the film. Again, I think that sorry, I think that's either a sketch that they they came up with or that someone came up with and said, Oh, we can use this to pass yes, the time. Oh, it's the right or, time period. They're, yeah, or they're in the writing room and someone gets a spicy riff going and everyone's laughing and they're like, yeah, fuck it. Put in the film. Write it down. Um, but yeah, I think that's the... Oh, and the other the other thing I liked was that there's this... Um, uh, so they're... Whilst chasing this group of banditos, there's also a, a group of... Also, another group of banditos called the Left Eye Gang chasing them and there's a scene where they're called left eye gang because all of them have removed their left eye and there's a scene where a guy whose only working eye is his left eye and he has a gammy right eye has to remove it and he's and he's like oh, do i have to do it you guys and they're like those are the rules to be in the left eye gang it's like oh, okay because <laughs> you're sure i can't do this one and uh, I, I found that setup. Like I, I found that funny. It's it's dumb, but like it, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's because the payoff for that, where someone's like, "Can you just look at this for me?" And then they're all like, "Just one of them lifts their eye patch," which yeah. comes in. It's like they're throughout the whole film, and then that's like ten minutes before the end, and like yes. that's a, that's a, like a good payoff because it's been. You just have this scene of him like that. That's half an hour, an hour before yes. that payoff, and it works quite well. Yeah, that but that's a good joke. Yeah. Uh, so th- that of the many jokes in the film, I think that's two or three that I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, there. Then, so I saw that during I think during the production. Uh, a bunch of the the actors and actresses who were playing the Native Americans were like <laughs> just, just basically left because they were just like this is so fucking racist <laughs> we can't be part of this uh, which yeah it's um, but, but I believe he just he, did he, they just he just paid them more or something I don't know uh, they came back and like they continued filming. So it was clearly resolved, or there, hmm, there wasn't. Maybe I like I just skipped. I've I've watched it before and I had it in the background, kind of fucking. Uh, so I might have missed. But was there too much? Like I I would. So there's a Jack and Jill scene where um, Jill goes to like a Mexican family, and. That is probably like the, like, <laughs> that's just really like, like racist, like not mean, but just like really, really, really lazy ethnic humor. Like, there's a grandmother addicted to chilies, and there's all of the people in the family are named Juan or Juanita if they're a woman, <laughs> and stuff like that. So like it's not mean, but it's extremely lazy. Uh, it's just, it was that kind of lazy shit though. It's just so fun. It's like how do you put this in a film? Exactly. It's just <laughs> it, it, you like yeah, you do respect it on some level because it's like it's just first draft out the door film, film made. 
Uh, and it's also getting, like... There's, like the, and the joke is the family's massive. So they've gotten, you know, a hundred Mexican people to just be like, yeah, fuck it, okay. <laughs> for that, for the money, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll, I'll say my name's Juan and eat burritos and all that shit. Was there too much in this? I could be missing. There's The names are probably a bit... I don't know, like, you know, like, never wear a bra and, what is it, white knife or sitting eagle, shit like that, yeah, smoking I fox. Yeah, although I don't know why um, it, he should have been, like, I don't know why it was white knife when the joke should have been white knight, which is what I thought it was originally, because yeah. then that's a... At least, like, obviously it's an Adam Sandler vehicle, him being the main character. People can look over that. But if it's like, you know, and you just have this explanation of why he's called White Knight, because he was, I don't know, the moon was really bright that day or whatever. But then yeah. it's like a like a, a satirization of how these things gone by. It's like often a white character in these like situations to save the day. That works. And then just White Knife. So always oh, a white guy who has knives. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem. I, I did just look at it now. It does seem like Julia Jones, who plays Smoking Fox, does have some Native American descent at least, because that that was like maybe one thing. But otherwise, I don't think it was too bad. But yeah. you never Actually, know with these things. Reading reading the second paragraph on Wikipedia, which I suppose is always advisable. Apparently, of the 150 extras, four left. Yeah. So, maybe, yeah, maybe it was just a single scene that they were involved in. Or maybe they were just a bit whingy. I don't know. <laughs> those fucking, those, those bastards whinging about Adam Sandler's racism. Well, if, if, there's a hundred, if there's 150 people in the room, all of one ethnicity, and a joke is made, and 146 of them are like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And then four are like, no, I'm going to walk out, but then come back, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it could have... probably it, not the worst in the world. It could literally be a complete Hollywood drama. Someone yeah. finding out Adam Sandler's playing a Native American. But, yeah, I don't think it, it's, like, too bad. There's maybe uh, a bit of stupid mocking, but, like, Adam Sandler's sort of Native American dad, he also has, like, one of the best like one of the best deliveries in the film where it's just like you always say never trust a white man and he's just like yeah well maybe you can like one in 20 one in 25 times and that i thought was like funny <laughs> yeah just the delivery of it um yeah. so and yeah there probably is a thing of like there are kind of some native american actors in this i don't know who knows all There's... of the ex i believe all of the extras were all of the extras sort of dancing around the fire and uh, in the teepees and the wigwams and stuff like that. Yeah, so probably the most offensive part of it is getting his wife to slightly Native American up. And, yeah. And B, never wears bra. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and speaking of, sorry, speaking of delivery... Adam Sandler's delivery in this is so terrible. It's so monotone. <laughs> he he probably is like one of the worst parts of the film. Yeah, like um, yeah, like he he's 
he's really not a funny character. Like, his character doesn't really have any jokes or anything, especially in the first, like, in the first, like, 30 minutes of this film, there aren't really jokes. When it's focusing on, until, until he gets to the Mexican um, guy's house, and then there's some shitty, like, oh, we, I knew him in the biblical sense on the bed, and I knew him on the railing, and I knew him in the biblical sense upside down on that dresser you're leaning on, uh, that's like the first, like, oh, there's clearly, like, humour. in the, Instead of just being silly, that's the first, like, joke. And that comes, yeah. like, yeah, 25 minutes into the film. Like, it comes pretty late. Maybe not 25, maybe, like, 20, though? Um, yeah. I'm, maybe that was, like, a, a deliberate, uh, you know, considering these films, like, deliberate writing choice, considering he had, like, this Native American upbringing. He is, like probably intentionally written to be like quite stoic and mm-hmm. stoic um it just comes across as just real fucking boring though yeah and he's a total I, i'm thinking watching it it's just like he's a total mary sue or gary stew yeah i mean of whatever uh, there is another like. word there is a term i don't know what it is um but yeah like yeah but <sighs> Does that even matter though? If maybe like, not, there, for, like, like there's no book. like there's no fucking character development. In no, this. and and um, like especially when it, yeah, because it's the point of the film, isn't like I guess there is like people overcoming challenges, but yeah, there's no like character development at all. No. But even just the stuff of like him being able to understand Herb, whatever. Who, man, that was shit. <laughs> Herb, Herm. <laughs> As a character, the guy from Lost, who's just oh, like, what, yeah. what the fuck is that? Was it just, ever funny? There, there was nothing. It's just him, what, spewing gibberish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then, it's fucking hell. Imagine, like, I still think for, for, like, Lost was a big fucking deal. And so was Twilight. And to go from starring in those to this with nothing really in between. I suppose that the, the Lost guy was on a Weezer album cover. Uh, yeah. The, um, Terry Crews was in a couple of Muse videos. Oh, there we go. But uh, that must be soul crushing. It must be soul destroying to know. Because it, it's one thing to know that you were never close to making it. But to be, like, probably pretty close, to be able to say, like, if I made a few different decisions, I could have probably had a legitimate career, <laughs> you know, solidified myself in Hollywood. Uh, but it you... must be fucking soul-destroying. Maybe, but have you seen Cuckoo? No. So, the it's a BBC show, and... And the first series has, like, Adam Sandberg in. Okay. Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Um, uh. And it's essentially, like, uh, it's Greg Davis is, like, the dad. And Emily from Friends, what's her name? Who's, like, good. And they're, like, the parents. But essentially, and the kid from Outnumbered, okay. whose parents yes. are porn stars. Um, hilarious but <laughs> yeah Helen Baxter that's the name of Emily from Friends um, but 
but yeah, their daughter comes back from traveling and she's married Andy Samberg and Hilarity and Shoes. But I think because of um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he didn't come back for like the second series. So they brought okay. in Taylor Lautner, who's oh, okay. like his son, because he was like in a cult and something. So, and Taylor Lautner is really, really, really good in it. Yeah, I've, I've no, sorry, I've no doubt that Taylor Lautner is like a good actor or whatever. But I, I didn't know he was in that at all. But mostly I'm comparing him to Robert Pattinson, also in Lost, or not in Lost, in, uh, in Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. And uh, he, his career's done fucking gangbusters, especially recently. Um, he's doing really well for himself, doing sort of small indie art house films and is now going to be Batman. Yeah, it was like... Uh, um... Like Daniel Radcliffe does loads of indie yeah, shit as well because they've exact got same as Daniel Radcliffe. they've got so much money that they just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and I fucking love Dan. I don't like Harry Potter that much, but I fucking love Daniel Radcliffe, and he just does no, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I I saw the like he just does stupid films now. He did the one where he has guns. This Gun, yeah, I really want to see that. Hands. Guns Akimbo. The uh, the um, Swiss Army man. Yeah, that's not what I see. He, he clearly reads scripts and goes like, this is the dumbest fucking concept I've ever read. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> a... um, but he, he just does like good stuff. And like um, the film Trainwreck, the fucking, what's her name? American comedian that everyone hates now. Amy Schumer? Yes, her film. Which is really it's a really good film, but he's just in that as like uh it's him he's just like in a film inside the film that's just called like the Dog Walker. And it's just like okay. this like really artsy film of just him walking dogs. It's it's very funny. Um yeah. And yeah, so I guess like and Taylor Lawton has probably got loads of money. He was also, you know, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Don't forget the Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I never watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think they were after my time. I was like Spy Kids. And I think that that seems to have the same writer hallmark. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same universe or whatever. Yeah, written by Robert Rodriguez, who also wrote Sin City, which is just like the fucking weirdest thing. It was like, yeah, the same guy who wrote Spy Kids and... um, and Shark Boy and Lava Girl also did Sin City, which is like, <laughs> and like a few other stuff like that. You see, I, I, it's, it's a weird one. I've just been like, he did like Machete and stuff as well, I think, which is like, so, which yeah. is why like Danny Trejo's in all the Spy Kids films. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. He's the, he's not the father. He's like the uncle or something. Who, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember, I loved the fucking Spy Kids film when I was like, what six or six how could you not came out the the fucking the uh who what when where why song i remember that that's burnt into my brain that melody um but i i, I remember in like a, like maybe a year back one of them's on netflix i think and just uh watching it and let me tell you uh it does not hold up as a <laughs> 25 year old man <laughs> 
it's not one of these Pixar films where, ooh, you can enjoy it even if you're, uh, uh, even if you're uh, an adult. Uh, no, it's just dog shit. Uh, Steve Buscemi is also in one of them. <laughs> really? Yeah, he and he has he has some line in it. Uh, I've seen it screen capped where it's like, uh, uh, you know. It's the one they're on an island, and it's like a dinosaur island. It's not Jurassic Park, but it's ripping off Jurassic Park. And um, I think this is like this is going back like twenty years into my memory. <laughs> uh, and um, he, he basically he says like he's afraid of the dinosaurs. He can't go out anymore, and he has a line like. Uh, do you think God stays in heaven because he too is afraid of what he created? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, Steve Buscemi is just like a surgeon in this, isn't he? Yeah, he or he has a he's a lotion dude. He has a miracle lotion that'll cure whatever. And he um, that's one of the scenes that I think I didn't find it funny, but I no, probably I didn't like it. In, in another, if it was done better or like more subtly or something, I probably could have, like the the idea of him, he rubs lotion on, um, like the uh, fucking balls of uh, Hurley's balls, the guy from Lost's, like but he has like oh you have a rash on your thing you have to st- whatever you're doing down there with whatever or what like yeah. Whatever you're doing down there, you have to start. He implies that he's fucking something inanimate, uh, which happens sort of a lot in this film. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just going to... I've fucked a lot of inanimate things, Rob. I've never ended up yeah. with a green bubble on my dick, so... Yeah. Um, well, maybe... Maybe you're keeping things too vanilla. Maybe you need to go down to the radioactive waste dump and... But yeah, he rubs it on the fucking balls of the guy and then, like, the donkey's ass and then, like, he puts it on his lips and he puts it in the mouth of someone. Like, all the same finger, all the same. And the joke is, it's, you know, you're not supposed to do that, is the joke, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, oh, how disgusting. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of inanimate fucking because Taylor Lautner... Is like, um, you know, oh, I've, um, they're, they're robbing the bank. Taylor Lautner w- w- walks up and is like, oh, what are you doing? Do you need help getting your donkey out of the bank? He's like, no, the donkey's a diversion. And Taylor Lautner's like, uh, I'm a virgin too, unless you count melons or cantaloupe or Yeah, whatever. he says cantaloupes, yeah. And then... Also, he gets sucked off by a donkey. <laughs> and then also, yeah, the, the Hurley guy from Lost is also fucking something. Um, it, it, yeah. Then there's a lot, there are a few like recurring jokes that just don't land at all. It's just annoying, like the, especially like the Taylor Lautner character, like he has three nipples, which you hear like a dozen fucking times in the film and you know it's just not that funny it's just not it's not funny the first time and then you hear it again and again and again and again 
and uh, yeah, having you know, that's nipples. a that's the sort of thing. That's the sort of thing that would get knocked out of a first draft. You know, like oh, maybe the nipple thing doesn't really work. Maybe we should cut back on that. Um, or like develop in a different way. I don't know. Like he oh, he did I've one nipple, two on my chest, and one on my waist. No, that's your penis or something. That's, <laughs> <not fair. laughs> that's probably you've like... written a better film already. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, that sort of thing. Bush, and, and then also he wants to know where babies come from. He mentions that quite a lot, and uh, in the end, the father tells him, "Oh, women poop them out." Which seems legit. Which isn't wrong, <laughs> Bush. Yeah, sometimes it can uh, tear a hole between the vagina and anus, and you're essentially pooping out a baby. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's also been known that some women give give birth through their anus. It's happened. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's happened. Yeah? Is that where lawyers come from? Exactly. Hey... <laughs> I heard it on Radio 4, so it must be true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. It's just, it isn't good. Uh, and, and yeah, and there's not, there's really, really not much to say about Terry Crews' character or Luke Wilson's. I, I actually did kind of like the Luke Wilson, um, I need to go to the bathroom and... Abraham Lincoln, I thought it was fine. I was like, yeah, this is, you know. And John Wilkes Booth comes up. It's like, which way to the president's yeah. uh, balcony? It's like, oh, it's that one. Glad I can be of help. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, Vanilla Ice is in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vanilla Ice is Mark Twain, who that I found quite fun. I found the casting funny, and like, I was like, ah, yeah, that that's uh, that's like a funny idea, and but then he's rapping as Mark Twain, and you know, like I liked just... it. I liked. That. Okay, I I didn't. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking grim. This is you know, when I say Tom, you say Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Tom. I just liked how stupid that was. Um, Yeah, but uh, he he also um, turns to what's his fucking face? Uh, David Spade, who's playing General Custer, and says, oh, my good friend, General Custard. And David Spade's like, no, it's Custer. I'm not a dessert. Which is just like the level of joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's the like bait. That's like the majority of jokes at that level. And then there's one or two where you're like, yeah, fucking okay. Like if I was a kid, you know, th- I'd find that really, really funny. And I kind of like it now, Bush. I reckon that's genuinely uh, one of Adam Sandler's daughters when they were like six when they were making this film. Uh, was learning about the American Civil War and like General Custer, huh? Like General Custer. Ha, yeah. I'm so funny. And Adam Sandler was like, you know what? I'm going to put that in a film. <laughs> I'm going to put it in, sure. I, uh, you know, um, 
I'm my wife in the film. Why not have my daughters <laughs> work as a, a writer? Yeah. Why not? Why not have my 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 brother's six year old son work as a boom operator on this film? Yeah, one of the Left Eye Gang, I think, is his um, oh, really? nephew or something. Something Sandler. The baby face patch one. Where is he? Jared Sandler. Yeah. He's Although it says he's an internationally touring comedian. I know, he's only a year older than me. Oh, wow. International means... He's played in fucking Canada. Yeah, but that's, that's still all right. You can do worse. Nah, uh, it doesn't, e- doesn't even have a Wikipedia. What a fucking lame-o. Absolute loser. Uh, contact if- info. Oh, wow. You can If you pay for IMDb Pro, you can just get the contact info of a lot of these, a lot of these people. Yeah, I think Apparently. that's that, that's sort of what IMDb's for. It's like if you pay, you can get like agents' details and stuff. Damn, do you want to do you want to pay for IMDb Pro and harass Adam Sandler's nephew <laughs> with the eight or at least his agent? How long do you think you can keep going? Like, yeah, I have production here uh, where we'll be working out of. Uh, New York, where we're we're looking for talent. Um, we thought, you know, a young guy. We thought, we you know, we saw um, we saw one of Jared Sandler's sets. We thought he might be good for the role. Uh, and just get his hopes up. Say, oh, it's going. It's 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 the Cohen brothers are. I'm a representative for the Cohen brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, the, probably some fucking. Oh no! Do you say he's a good agent? Like, do you say Adam Sandler hasn't hooked up with a good agent, or do you say he's just some better call soul guy in a fucking shack? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I have no, I have no idea how Hollywood works. Yeah, so I have that's no the idea thing. If, I don't know if an agent would take on someone as a, you know. I think it yeah. seems more straight, like because I'm sort of a into sport and like football agent stuff and it's so fucking mental like contracts and football agents and stuff um but i think hollywood it does seem more simple but maybe there are like crazy complexities to it but i imagine a lot of it is just like you want to do this film here's twenty thousand, two hundred thousand, who knows rather yeah. than fucking crazy shit agents do yeah and it is, I do still find, like, I find the idea of, you know, I sometimes tune into a podcast or whatever and hear some, you know, not famous comedian by any real stretch of the imagination. Like, maybe he's gotten, like, a five-minute clip on the Comedy Central, like, YouTube channel or something. And they talk about, like, their agent and how they have an agent and stuff like that and how their agent deals with bookings and, um... Oh no! It, it 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 sounds like to me there's a like why the fuck do you need an agent if you're a dude like booking a a road tour for three months or whatever like going you know that's just calling up 
or not even three months. Like, sorry, that's way too long. Like fucking one month, one week of a month. Like you're going to a bunch of different places in America. That's calling up like three comedy clubs and saying like, look, I have a spot on Comedy Central. I'm not dog shit. Give me a, you know, give me a spot this weekend. And it seems like the whole agency thing, it's just like it's it, it's just middle management forcing themselves into like, I'm sure at the higher up level, I'm sure there's a fucking use for it. But yeah, for the lower guys, yeah, it just seems like a really, uh, it just seems like they're forcing you some you to have a middle manager to take some of your money away from you. And just to have this useless leech of a man take shit. Yeah, I think um, yeah, there is. It depends on like how big you are, but like I, the thing is like here, there's like the big four, big five, whatever. It's like comedy agencies. They're like you know Avalon and mm-hmm. fucking Live Nation and a few other ones. Um, so off the curb and stuff. So even if you're like not huge, you sort of want to get signed to them because they're the people who get you on TV and like they make it so easy to just get like Edinburgh Fringe venues and stuff. Like you're not you're not getting anything in um, the Pleasance unless you're like signed to one of the big agencies. So yeah, or you're You're, huge off your own back. You're not in fucking cheeky bar. In a room that definitely doesn't meet any fire safety standards. No. If if uh, if someone like I wonder what room you're referring to there. <laughs> <laughs> if someone like accidentally, I'm doing air quotes right now, um, shorted uh, one of the many 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 exposed wires in the tiki, upstairs in the tiki bar. And cause that plywood just fucking jungle to burn down. A, it would be a good day for comedy. It would. <laughs> <laughs> it would purely be. It would bring the average up, one hundred percent. And then also, it might be good for the fringe long term, because saying that if I ever do a fringe show, I will one hundred percent be in tiki bar <laughs> yeah, you'll be but, in that tiki bar yeah yeah 100% but that's why I can say this <laughs> without sounding too malicious the tiki bar um, uh, known as 69 kayaks yeah um, or yeah the tiki bar not not because there's two tiki bars in Edinburgh which I find incredible <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which, which so, one are you on about I'm I, I... talking about the one that only has comedy during the fringe. Oh. No, because the other one, no, I know people who run that show. And they would sound really <laughs> Yeah, I thought, you, like, I thought you were no, being really no, dismissive. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the one where you see fucking Danish improv and... Where's like, that? Really... We can... the, the, it's on Cowgate. I think it's, it's called... I think what? it's just called Tiki Bar. Do you mean Barbados? Or no, Barbados. Barbados, yeah. Yeah. That is a Tiki Bar. And okay. Upstairs there, in because yeah no because the other place is yeah fifty six canoes fifty two canoes yeah fifty two canoes that's uh because that, I mean, that that's, that that's also a massive fire hazard presumably yeah because all yeah, the, the, the comedy room has is so downstairs much fucking tat. like <laughs> tiki masks 
like <laughs> budget tiki masks must be so flammable. They're wood. They're definitely lacquered in some like fucking flammable turpentine or some shit. Yeah, no, but, but no. Bar- Barbados is like meant like it because uh, it used to be called Cowgate Head for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, those those rooms are like fucking grim, and it's part of ah, uh... oh, which fucking it is one of the free festivals. Um, it's the fucking gut one run by the one the guy's the maniac. Uh, it's a PBH. Yeah, PBH. So that PBH venues. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, no, like they're hell because yeah, there's exposed wiring. There's once there was like sewage. Or something leaking out, I believe. Um, friends of ours had a show there, uh, and they came. I'll, I'll try to recreate the story, but I believe they walked in, and whoever was on before just thrashed the fucking room and took the door off its hinges. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever runs Tiki or. Er, Barbados, which it sounds like the the landlordiest of landlords, uh, just you know, someone like Nickel and Diamond kind of out of, money out of people, um, came in was like, if you clean, don't clean this up. I'm taking you know, you're not performing here anymore. And they're like, well, no, we're starting now. Like you can look at the schedule. Like this isn't, and so they had to spend, they had to cancel their show. And spend the time cleaning up. It's just a shit hole. And then yeah. you head, like, yeah. And if you're in a room, the walls are so thin that you can be sitting in. Chances are you're watching a terrible show, but maybe one of the six in the on the floor is good. And so all the rooms are so the walls are so thin that you hear other people laughing. And you're just like, fuck, I wish I was in that room right now. You hear other people laughing as you watch the Edinburgh Review sketch. As you watch the Edinburgh <laughs> Review sketches. <laughs> hey, shout oh. out. They're, they're, they're good guys. Don't. Yeah, yeah don't that's just a shout them. out. Shout out that's to Thomas out. Footer. Good guy. Exactly. It was, it was him. It was his uh, show, his own sketch show, which was uh, actually legitimately very good. Um, uh, that he had to clean up the uh, cancel it and clean up, which oh, oh man, I find funny. It's funny. I d- I don't think I've ever had to. I've never put on a fringe show, I guess, but I've never had to clean up a venue. Yeah, but like, just some guy, just clearly, clearly, just pissed that their show wasn't going <laughs> well, <laughs> and so just tore the fucking place up. Because uh, nice. it, it is it is a scam. The fringe for a most if you don't live in Edinburgh, like so if you live in Edinburgh, it's pretty easy to make money. Yeah. Like you're not paying rent, you're not paying for a hotel, you're not like food costs or whatever, you know, you're eating your own food. Put on a show for like two weeks, a few flyers, free room, get your friends in, flyer really hard. You can actually you're you're not gonna be rolling in dough, but you can make money. You can yeah. make like, you know, fucking Three hundred pounds a week, uh, probably. The like because the free fringe is, you know, a lot of it is pretty low, like admin costs. At least with like free festival and PBH, exactly. there's like just the tonic costs a lot more. But it's yeah, like if we're talking to the people at the Pleasants who, um, they have to pay like six thousand pounds, even though they're signed to this agency, they have yeah. to pay like 
it's just fucking dumb. Yeah, and uh, but but for people who, uh, um, for people coming in, if you're coming into the city, and you aren't like an established in some way, and you're not with an agency, you're it's you're burning money, burning money. Um, I I remember I, when I was I was doing a few open mics in Germany. And it was, uh, I think it was, it was Berlin. It was Berlin. And um, uh, I was at a, yeah, just an open mic. And I got uh, a bit drunk and uh, did, did great. The Germans love me. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but there was this guy came on, this American. And um, uh, he, 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 he did this, um, uh, he did a joke where it was it, the, the 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 joke basically the for five minutes the joke was that yeah the German word for exit ausfart <laughs> has the yeah <laughs> that was the joke <laughs> that it has the word fart in it and um you know you can and I'm talking about like obviously like oh the ass was exiting you or whatever I don't even think he made that joke but what he did was he did a parody of uh, we will rock you. I was. We will house fart. <laughs> so I'm fucking like. We will exit. And he had. He had everyone like the the. So it's we will we will house fart, house fart. And I had people sing it and clap along. But then obviously like the, the we will rock you. The verses they're kind of they're not rapped, but they're fat. Like it's baby. And so he's going quite, he's speaking very quickly and everyone's clapping. You can't fucking hear him. So it was just that thing. And he was like, when people slowed down so they could hear, he like did the hand movement again. Anyway, he, my point is that at the end he was like, he handed out bookmarks and he, I saw on the back, it was like Edinburgh, they were his flyers from the Edinburgh Fringe that he didn't get to hand out. And he was in uh, the city cafe. And uh, so I started talking to him. And uh, he was, because uh, I had another show. Sorry, I went, sorry, it was actually another show because I did a few and he was also there um, at another open mic. And uh, I was like, oh man, so you did the fringe? How did that go? And he was like, he, he said something like, yeah, you know. It's just become, there's too many acts there right now, and so the really special ones just don't have room to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a 50-year-old, like, sorry, like six-year-old American dude. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, this is terrible. Um, I think that's the greatest loss from the pandemic is just... The total lack of shit comedy. Because uh, like, now there's a few pros who are able to do like these outdoor gigs and stuff, but there's no room for us. Yeah. God. There's no room. Dog shit comedians. Yeah. No, we're. To we're, do our dog shit stuff. Exactly. They're, they're basically, there's no room for dog shit comedians anymore. I saw a single show in a, and it was nice, um, uh, in Dublin right now, or not right now, actually. They cut it off. But a few weeks ago, you were able to um, 
if you were in a theatre, if, if, if the, the place was built as a theatre, so most comedy clubs wouldn't be able to be open, but uh, a couple of them could because they had a space large enough to be considered a, th- a theatre. Um, and so I got to see a bit of dog shit comedy. Got to watch a bit of dog shit. Got, got to watch some good comedy as well. Nice. Got to watch a bit of dog shit comedy, which was uh, nice. Uh, nice to be back in the saddle. Watched a, a set about Harry Potter and didn't occur to the person writing this that obviously not everyone's seen Harry Potter. I've just no fucking clue what you're talking about. Have you not seen Harry Potter? I don't. I don't know. Like, I, like, I, I, I imagine I've seen like you're you're the only person that everyone else knows exactly what happens in Harry Potter. You're the freak who doesn't know. Well, what happened not in Harry like spe- there's not like, not like specific references to like parts of the books and stuff. Like, it was going on about Dumbledore. Like, who the fuck <laughs> would know? It that? was uh, actually Hagrid. Uh, but like, I uh, know. In all fairness, sorry. In all fairness, other people were laughing. Bush, myself, I had a quick look around, and there were definitely like confused people of just like what the fuck, like what the <laughs> fuck is, like I don't know what's a, what's a, what's a, uh, yeah, what's a, a Dumbledore, what's a Slytherin, <laughs> I don't know any of this. Uh, there are too many people who base their lives around Harry Potter. Or not base their life, but are too obsessed with it, I think. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's what one thing that really repulses me about like ever watching it. Because even from the age of like sixteen or whatever, when I learned how to read, uh, <laughs> the, like it was just really off putting Harry Potter people. No, I get we were talking I... we were literally talking about this before, saying how if you describe yourself if you describe yourself in a conversation as which Harry Potter house you're in, uh, don't do that. And also, if you describe yourself as a Hufflepuff, everyone hates you. <laughs> Just your personality doesn't jive with a greater society. Yes, Ravenclaw all day, mate. Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. Well, What's day. their deal? I think they're smart. Damn. Cool. And like, kind of just chill. So that's probably me. Yeah. Instead I'm, of like I'm, I'm, Gryffindor, who are who are brave, and Slytherin, who are evil, and Hufflepuff, who are um mentally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be Hufflepuff then. <laughs> there you go. I uh, rescinding what I just said. I'll be Hufflepuff. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Harry Potter RPG game that looks fun. That actually, I saw the trailer for it. I thought it was like a mobile game. I thought because I knew there was something like that being planned. Oh, they've done all that sort of shit. But no, um, I yeah, I think it'll be a proper proper game. So you so you were put off by Harry Potter because of the content, not the fact that J.K. Rowling is is it crazy? You're actually like, like oh maybe. Maybe now I know more about J.K. Rowling. I'll, I'll look into these books. Yeah, I, I, uh, I really, I actually really don't know anything about J.K. Rowling. I just know that there was a, that there was also in this stand-up thing there was a singular, singular reference to everyone hating her now. And I saw, 
she said something about trans people. I genuinely don't know, like, what she said. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't apparently, apparently it was bad, I don't, but I can't, I genuinely can't comment on it because I already hated the woman for <laughs> bringing Harry Potter into the world. So, like, no, you want me to read more of what she said? No, not a fucking chance. What if, what if halfway through she just, what if halfway through her, her screed or whatever, it just suddenly becomes a Harry Potter story? No. And then I become one of those losers. Um, she she wrote a book that's come out like recently that's um, people are like going fucking mental about because it's about a man who dresses up as a woman and murders people and people are like this is a massive like allegory for how trans people are, like oh killing women. That's uh that that I mean that sounds too crazy. I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't shock me if like no one's read the book and they're just outraged. Because, yeah, I just, I just really, especially Edinburgh, it's just, oh, so much Harry there's Potter. so much Harry Potter stuff. There's so much Harry Potter tat. What about, Anything uh, that would stop it, me from hearing about it ever in my life. What about our friends who run Harry Potter tours? Yeah, I know. They're, but they're, I, I, I can't imagine if you should talk about, your job is to talk about Harry Potter. Like, you, you. It, the, the the magic must die at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should ask them. Maybe they hate themselves. I hope they uh, do. Okay. We can always we can always hope they hate themselves. Oh no! It, it actually looks like. Were you looking at that? I, book? It actually, I'm looking up the book for the the book that she wrote, and it looks like that's actually a reasonable assessment. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, she sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> but, oh, man. What um, do you think um, an Adam Sandler, J.K. Rowling team up would look like? Just like just Jack and Jill. It would just be <laughs> Jack and Jill. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds fucked. Uh, wait, <laughs> where, what is this? Is this? Some people have defended it. The Guardian liked it. And they're, they're, they're the fucking woke liberals, aren't they? Yeah. So, I don't know. I can't comment on it without reading it, but it also seems like that that's, could be correct. That's the millennial way. We see a headline. Yeah, exactly. We don't read the article and we get outraged. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> when was the last time you read an article? I've not read an article in years, but I've I seen a I, lot of headlines. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen a lot of tweets, and you know what? They've they've uh, they've shaped my ideology entirely. Just headlines, tweets, and memes. That's that's yeah. how. And now I know how the world should be run. Exactly. How should it be run? Uh uh, no, uh, rule number one, Adam Sandler gets to be in charge of everything. Benevolent di- dictatorship where Adam Sandler, <laughs> Adam Sandler is. Sandler. Yeah, that would actually, that would probably work out. He, he seems like a chill guy. It would probably, it'd be better than uh, the current mess we have in Ireland slash the UK. The whoa, 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 whoa. Don't take your fucking raw bullshit and lump us in with it. <laughs> yeah. 
That that was the IRA's goal to take over the UK <laughs> and then move on to France. What about Britain? Britain's perfectly politically stable, with no the guy in charge is, seems seems so lovable and harmless. Yeah, he is perhaps the Adam Sandler of <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> exactly, he probably. So is. maybe actually, maybe the benevolent Adam Sandler dictatorship. Is a terrible idea. Yeah, because cause Boris Johnson is just Adam Sandler. Like he doesn't turn. He he does like one run through. He's got like he'll, he'll run at a plan once and then be like, "That's it." Yeah, and <laughs> uh... and just like chats absolute crap, but yeah. occasionally, every now and then, there's an absolute gem in there. Uh, an uncut gem, one might Ooh, say. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Because uh, uh, you know Boris Johnson famously uncircumcised. Uh, Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I'd imagine. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Perhaps not famously. Man, but the UK is going to be so fucked with Rona over winter and a No Deal yeah. Brexit going through. It's going to be uh, real fun. Forward. I'll be back, back in the saddle. Hopefully. Yeah. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that meltdown. Uh, yeah, and oh fucking. <laughs> Scottish independence stuff rising. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm looking at the... the sales copies for this J.K. Rowling book. 65,000. People really don't give a fuck about books anymore. No, that's that's like not that many for... like a massive... like for J.K. Rowling, that's really not that many. Yeah, and it seems the top high, book. but also low. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, know, probably... compared to how many people watch an Adam Sandler Netflix joint in the first week, I can that's, fucking tell you. It's a good point. There's probably low. it probably was like seventy, eighty million people have watched this film. Yeah, it, it, this was the most successful Netflix film until the next like Adam Sandler film came out. Yeah, um, I expect to get double the listeners to that for this podcast anyway fucking wrap things up will we yeah that'll fucking do any final thoughts uh uh no no i don't i don't have it that's that's what this film deserves uh, it deserves I wouldn't recommend us. it i would it's not it's not funny in like a so bad it's funny way it's not funny in a funny way it's not good um yeah. But you see Adam Sandler's wife's nipples. Which, so actually, going back, actually, I thoroughly recommend. I thoroughly recommend if you timestamp 13 minutes and 35 seconds, I wrote it down here. Uh, <laughs> just watch those few frames, then you can dip out. Yep. 10 out of 10. Go watch it. 